Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, happy Monday. I'm, I'm really praying and believing you're going to have a great week. And I'm glad that you're joining me. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Always appreciate you joining in and, and taking time to listen and becoming a healthier person, being your own best version. And I, I was talking last week about this idea that we really want to be salt and light to the world. And one of the ways we do that is that they see our relationships working and they have, have a good, healthy, uplifting experiences with us the majority of the time. That's one of the best ways you can show the world that you are different. And and many times we as Christians, we think the world needs to see us differently by, you know, we don't drink, we don't smoke, we don't swear, whatever these these different types of things. And, And we'll talk about that one some other day. But truly, the way the world really was changed was the way Christ related to the world. The way he did his relationships. This was the thing that changed the world one person at a time. So the better you do you, the better you'll do others, and the more they will be interested in why you are different. So this is kind of like relationship 101, all right? We're going to do some basics of building good relationships, and, and we've talked a lot about that, but this is more kind of the nuts and bolts, okay? This is, this is the platform of what really goes into a well-rounded relationship. And so a very famous author, this is going to crack you up, Dr. Seuss, he was really a brilliant man. He has some great quotes, actually. He was quoted as saying, sometimes the questions are complicated and the answers are simple. I can appreciate this quote and, and the philosophy behind it. We, we often oversimplify very complex issues and we complicate the simple ones. And that's not to say that relationships are necessarily simple. On the contrary, they are truly indeedly, indeedly very complex. However, there are many simple things we can do, especially if they're constant that can make those very complex relationships work smoother and help to stop this complex relationship from getting complicated. That's the struggle. We're going to be complex people, but we don't need to be complicated. Think of how complex our Lord is. It's staggering how, how complex he is. But he is so able to make his, his, himself simple to us. He's so able to make the messages simple. It's really simple in many ways to relate to God. So the complex needs not be complicated. So we're going to focus on some basic principles in, in four major areas. 
that is helping the uncomplicated version of your relationship. So four major relational areas. We have appropriate expectations for others and ourselves. And this is when we are with the most intimate relationships. We really need to have appropriate expectations. We learn to respect gender and temperament and personality differences. We set and we maintain healthy boundaries. And learning to live peacefully in a world that demands instant attention. So that's a pacing issue. Each one of these areas could be in a show in and of themselves. So we're going to do some simplified versions of it. And, and because we don't want the complex or the, comp the complicated to, to not be managed and not be addressed. So I'm going to give you some really salient and foundational principles for this. So appropriate expectations. You've probably heard this, this idea of, hey, no expectations and no disappointments. It's really not true. <laughs> I mean, that, it would be nice, but we all have expectations, even when we're trying not to have them. So I would say no appropriate expectations, no intimacy. If you don't have appropriate expectations in your most intimate relationship, you will not have intimacy. A relationship without appropriate expectations is like a house with no walls. If there are no walls, there's nothing to hold up the roof. Therefore, there's, no, there's really no shelter. Imagine if you lived in a house that had no doors, no windows, and no roof. Imagine if you lived in a house that had no walls. You just lived on a piece of concrete. There's no protection. There's no privacy. There's no ability to really let down and be truly known. So relationships that desire deep intimacy, the kind where you really know me, the real me, and I really know you, the real you, requ requires structure, dependability, effort, commitment, humility, good interpersonal and intrapersonal skills and maturity. And that's a lot of what we focus on. Now, we talk about it a lot, and I do it in a lot of different ways. Because many times, we need to hear something in, in a certain way. And I've said to people, well, I you know, they go, you probably told me this before. I said, well, yes, I have, but in a different way. And, and when we say it in a lot of different ways, we start to really get it from all sides. So we're working on these traits, and they're not going to be completed until the return of Christ or we pass away. So always remind yourself, the good work, he's going to finish the good work the day of Christ Jesus. Or when you die, you will never arrive. He's constantly doing a good work in you, and he will complete it. So there are gen genuinely pursued when they are gently pursued on a regular basis with some understanding and a supportive partner, the chance for really healthy and meaningful relationship is, is probable. It's most likely it will happen. We always want to look for God as look at God as our template for relationship. How does God relate? 
Well, we have the love chapter. I mean, wow, that's, that's truly the heart of God. That's what he does. And what seems a little insurmountable, it does seem insurmountable to me. If my husband were expecting that on a consistent basis, that, that's insurmountable. I can't, I can't do that. But he does realize this is my intent and that I'm using that as my standard. And I apologize and take responsibility when I miss the mark. When I do that, when that's my goal, that's my template, that's, that's what I'm using as the way to relate, then we usually do pretty good. And this is what you want to expect from intimate relationships. So let's talk about some things that are appropriate expectations for your most intimate relationships. Number one, this is the ability to keep a confidence. And we talked about that last week. You don't expose people. You don't shame people. And you make sure that the information that they give you, you hold it confidently for them. This is why people come to therapists. The confidentiality issue is so tight. It's legal. It's a legal issue for me that I keep confidences. This is part of how we allow people to really undress emotionally, psychologically, sexually who they are. We have to have that kind of safety that our deepest insecurities, our mistakes, the things that we're embarrassed about are held in confidence and not used against us or exploited. Secondly, a very appropriate expectation is the commitment to not judge the person, but to trust the process with God. That doesn't mean we don't address bad behaviors. And we've talked about the hallmark of an adult is the ability to tolerate negative feelings and are intolerant of bad behaviors. That being said, we don't judge the person. We may judge their behaviors as being inappropriate, but we don't judge the person. This is really important. You're, you're, you're kind of getting a lot of trouble with God if you do that. He takes it very seriously. He's the judge. He's the jury. He's the executioner if it's necessary. He's the one that does that job. So safe doesn't always mean perfect. It means trustworthy. If I'm a safe person, then I'm a trustworthy person. I'm not a perfect person. So if you can't trust that person and, and trust that they're working hard on his or her own life and program, then you're going to have difficulty with intimacy. If you truly cannot trust that that person is doing the best they can, then you are essentially saying they're a person of poor character. They're characterological to whatever degree. All, you know, the most characterological are sociopaths and psychopaths and narcissists. And I, I don't ever recommend people try to have intimacy with them. They're very unsafe people. One of the, th the things that happens if people aren't doing their own life, their own program, we get put into a parental role. We get put into the role of a police officer, a therapist, a pastor, a boss, 
And, and this, it, it doesn't mean we don't occasionally operate in these roles, but we expect people we love to be doing their life and taking their life seriously and attempting to be the own best version of themselves in the relationship with you. So if you were having to always be this parent, police officer, pastor, therapist, then there's no room for you in the relationship. That's what it's like having a relationship with kids. You have to be able to trust God for the process, whether you see it or not. And if you think it's not happening and you choose to stay, then you still need to trust God and not yourself to make their life work. Martin Luther said a very, very powerful statement. He said, pray and let God worry. It's really his problem because ultimately they're going to stand before God. They're not going to stand before you. And you're not going to stand next to him with God. We ultimately answer to God. And when each of us takes that seriously and recognizes, I am, I'm going to stand before God one day. And I'm going to give an account for every thought, word, deed. And he's going to do an inventory on my entire life. And if, if I have Christ in my heart, I'm a believer, then even if the bad outweighs the good, I still get to spend eternity with him. But it's not going to be a fun day if I have done my life haphazardly, immaturely, and irresponsibly. So the third very appropriate expectation, decency and politeness, because this indicates respect for the other person, and this is a must. God respects us, even when we don't act respectable. Even when we don't respect him, he respects us. So be decent, be polite, be people that, that can be admired, right? How about expectations on yourself? If you're going to be a good partner, you have to have your own expectations. That's doing your side of the relationship. So it's growing, maturing, using your voice to ask for what you need, not expecting them to know. You need to have the ability to express your own feelings appropriately, not expect the other person to read your mind or pick up on your subtle cues. An expectation you must have on yourself is, are you holding the other to the same standards you have for yourself? This is really important. If I have all kinds of expectations on you, but I'm not expecting those of myself, that's, that's pride, it's immaturity, it's a double standard. Another very appropriate expectation. Expect to have hard times, confusing times, times of doubt, but that you are not depending on this person for your peace, your ultimate security, or for them to be, quote-unquote, God. Expect them to be mortal. Think of some of the patriarchs in the Old Testament that God depended on. They were mortals. Abraham, David, Noah, Jonah. 
How about the New Testament? Peter, right? Paul. These are, it's very important to recognize that God can be doing mighty things through a person that is still mistake making and having to work on their own life and maybe sometimes losing the program. Maybe what, you know, but if we're losing the program all the time or we don't even have one, that's not a safe person. So you want to step back. You want to get some perspective. You want to major in the majors, not in the minors. You want to focus on the positives. Thank God he does this with me. I appreciate that God is so willing to overlook things while I'm working on it and while he's working with me. He has patience with me, kindness, long-suffering. So many times when we're in relationships, if we get too close, but it's not necessarily intimacy, it's just too close, it's similar to, it, you, know, you know, women that have, have a magnif- ma- magnifying mirrors when they're putting makeup on. And you know what it looks like when you're looking in a magnifying mirror versus when you step back four feet from the mirror. Many times we just have to step back a little. Maybe we're up too close and we're seeing too much. And, and we end up just seeing all the bad. We want to go back to what we know about that person. We want to make sure that we ask ourselves things like, you know, why did I marry this person? Why did, why am I in partnership with this person? What were the things that I really loved about them? Because those things are still there. And maybe looking at my side of the street and saying, am I making it harder for them to be a good version of themselves? Am I supporting them in being a good version? Am I being a positive influence in their life? And we also want to ask ourselves when I talk to you about the irritating, annoying, and frustrating, the things we need to ask ourselves, am I getting mad about something that's actually criminal, illegal, immoral? Most likely not. It's probably irritating, annoying, and frustrating. And maybe I'm tired. And maybe I don't have the patience I need and everything's bugging me. I just need to recognize this. Number six. A very appropriate expectation is expect attempts at honesty and honesty most often. Not just every now and then. We can't have intimacy if we don't have honesty. Are you completely honest with yourself? Are you completely honest with God? And then as an adult, we have to recognize what's healthy honesty What level of intimacy do we have? Well, with our most intimate relationship, our partner, our spouse, we need to be honest. That doesn't mean brutal. And it doesn't mean that we're being honest about things that don't really make any difference. So we don't want to be blatant and malicious. And we want to be very careful if we are struggling with honesty, that we be honest about that and that you ask God, you say, God, I, I'm having a hard time being honest. I don't want to own up to certain things. I want to hide things. I want to brush things under the rug. I don't want to take the time to actually work through a conflict. So I'll tell him everything's okay. These are important things to look at that the appropriate expectation is that of honesty. 
How about this? Expect to help the other be the best they can be. Expect that. That is an appropriate expectation. My husband really helps me be a better version of myself. And I really help him be a better version of himself. We work really hard at making sure that we're not compromising the other. That I'm not making it harder on him to be who I need him to be. I set him up for success. And this is really done through love and acceptance. This is part of the love chapter. I mean, why do you think people come to see a therapist? I give them time, I have patience, and I have appropriate expectations on them. So the next one is expect to be challenged and uncomfortable as you examine yourself, your motivations, and your own control issues. Expect to be challenged and uncomfortable because intimacy is about ironing, sharpening iron. And a very fascinating thing about that iron sharpen, ironing sharpen, iron sharpens iron is back when, you know, they, this was swords and, and they were making these blades and what they would do, because if there was um, one that was old and was rusted or one that was new and they were wanting to sharpen it, they would rub them against one another until there were no sparks. When there were no sparks that came from that rubbing, that's when it was done. That's when it was smooth to the point of, of it had arrived, actually. So that, that rubbing up against one another creates sparks. And part of the smoothing it down is allowing for that rubbing process. So expect to be challenged about your own motivations and your own, your own woundedness. And expect to have to apologize. Another appropriate expectation. Expect to feel like things are one-sided and unfair. Now, I don't want this to be your entire experience, but there will be times when things are one-sided and there will be times when things are unfair. Expect to pray a lot. A lot. And expect to ask for and give mercy and grace in abundance. Ex expect to do that, to ask for it and to give it abundantly. Expect to have empathy and compassion for even the smallest things. Things that may not make any sense to you or seem like a big deal. But compassion and sympathy go a long way in regenerating people. Expect to expand your ability to accept to enter into another person's reality that may not make sense to you. Expect to find out how much you don't know and how much you are not God. And the last one, expect to have fun, to grow, and to be loved. Expect to help teach the other how to do those things, to have fun, to grow, and to be deeply, deeply loved. So these are appropriate expectations for a healthy, intimate relationship. I'm really glad you joined me today. I hope this is helpful. And these are a lot of things to practice. And we say, I'm going to say them in a lot of different ways because that's how we catch these concepts. So this is Conversations with Cynthia. Make sure that you check out the website for the shows, the podcasts, make sure you send them to your friends so we really change the world one person at a time. 
And if you need a keynote speaker for your organization, I love to tailor make whatever it is that you would need as a presentation. Thank you again for really participating in all the social media. I love that and your comments. So God bless you in the rest of your day. And I look forward to talking to you about tomorrow. We're talking gender, temperament, and personality and what that is about in our intimate relationships. Have a great rest of your day. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.